I want to introduce Lisa Dreyer here, who is the Fantastic Festival Director. Um, so happy to have you on here and thanks for uh, chatting with us today. Of course. Um, I'm so excited. The festival is a few days away, so I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited about it as well. Uh, huge lineup and really loving the theme this year as well. Yeah, um, the theme is one that I've always wanted to do. It's the occult. Unofficially, it's a trip to hell. So it's just really linked itself to a lot of fun events. We have really fun merchandise designed around the theme. Um, it's been a lot of fun this year. And I do want to get into the festival and everything, but I want to start off with you and what exactly were like those movies, TV shows, or just media in general that got you into film and all of that as well? Yeah, I have always been into film. I spent a lot of time with my grandma when I was young, and she was a huge horror movie fan. And so I would stay over at her house and she would play things like The X-Files. And I definitely watched all those kinds of creepy, scary things way too young. They really scared me, actually. And I was pretty scared of any kind of horror movie for a long time. Um, but in the back of my mind, I still like craved it and loved it. So, you know, just growing up, I was just kind of voracious, watched all different kinds of movies. And that's kind of why I love Fantastic Fest is because we do have, you know, the horror movies, the spooky movies. But then we also have a really wide range of other movies that we play. Definitely do think that getting into horror at a young age is funny because same, I started watching all these horror movies with my family and I was scared, but I was always just like peeking, trying to look at certain scenes and then just looking away. But after a certain time, you just want to go back to them and then you revisit them when you're older and just love them. Yeah, I feel like I saw them really early, like the old one with the huge ants. And oh. like, I remember that scaring me so badly. And now, of course, I watch it and I'm like, that's hilarious. But to a five-year-old, it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. And funny mentioning the X-Files because the intro just always scared me as a kid and I never watched it. Uh, I would just see the intro yes. get the channel. I still hear the like, doo -doo -doo, and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and just the imagery that would just pop up was just like always terrifying for me. Yeah. What is like your history with Fantastic Fest? Like, when did you start knowing about the festival, getting involved with it, and up to this day as well? Yeah. So I moved to Austin from Brooklyn, um, and when I moved here, I was actually a stay-at-home mom. I had been a high school teacher before, but I just always loved film and had a passion for it but I don't want to make movies. I'm not an artist. And I never knew how I could have a career in film, but not actually be involved in the production of film. So when I moved here, I started volunteering at the Austin Film Society, which of course, Richard Linklater started. It's an amazing nonprofit. And then when I was there, I learned that film programming was a job. Uh, the wonderful Lars Nilsson kind of taught me all about film programming. He was one of the original programmers for Alamo Draft House and Fantastic Fest. And he, of course, told me about Fantastic Fest and said, hey, you should check it out so you can volunteer there. So I started six years ago with Fantastic Fest just as a volunteer on their screening team. Um, and then I eventually uh, went to programmer. And then last year was promoted to director of the festival. So it was uh, once I figured out what film programming was uh, i just got addicted to it and i really you know worked day and night trying to make it my mission to you know have a career in this so i feel really fortunate that i have uh 
a job I love. Yeah, and I think that programming in itself for a festival, I, I definitely do think that is artistic as well, just making sure everything fits into the theme. And I think Fantastic Fest always does a great job at that, for sure. We have such a great team. Uh, everyone is so collaborative. Everyone has, you know, their areas of specialty um, because, you know, no one can know everything about every type of movie. So, you know, it's like we have one person on the team who knows like a lot about martial arts movies. Um, another person on the team is like real passionate for documentaries and we all just work really well together. The programming is never just, oh, this is one person's taste. It's very much what is our audience going to like, you know, what is really special. Uh, it's a really fun process. Yeah, that was actually like going into my next question about the process of getting like all of these films and of course watching many other films. How does that like start? Is it like right after one festival ends, it's like we're starting off on the other one already? Yeah, I mean, I already have movies that people have sent me that were like, this is too late for this year, but let's think about it for next year. <laughs> so, you know, there's, I still, I have a queue already. It really though kicks off um, when Sundance starts. Yeah. So I'll go to Sundance and start seeing movies then, start talking to sales agents and distributors and uh, just all throughout the year, just slowly ramps up. And then in May when CAM hits, that's when we really just, you know, lock the full program. We're watching, you know, an insane amount of movies per day. Uh, it's fun, but it, it may get a little hectic. Yeah, that's definitely uh, like the moments you say, like, it's great to have a team that's able to like pull all of these together. Yes. Yeah. I just, I love our team. I can't speak highly enough about them. Um, and we put up a lineup this year. It's our biggest lineup ever. So, you know, we just saw so many great movies. We're like, we gotta, we gotta expand the program a little bit more. Um, so I think it's around 15 to 20 more films than last year which is a lot. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, when I was doing my own schedule, it's just like so hard to like choose just going back and forth between like the different just types of films as well. And I, I think that's a misconception as well that a lot of people I knew used to have is just Fantastic Fest was just horror films, but it's like bigger than that for sure. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of great comedies, sci-fi, fantasy, action, yeah, it's a super broad and our audience, you know, are super knowledgeable about films. They're super open to all different types of films. So it's really fun getting to pick movies that are, you know, a little bit outside of our normal programming. Um, but then people end up loving them. Last year, for sure, like you watch like Terrifier 2 and then you're watching like the Banshees of Inishirin and it's like complete opposites, but still like yes. <laughs> they work together in a way. This year with the festival and everything, was there like a big like shift needing to happen as well after programming it with the strikes and everything happened currently? Or how does that work about as well? You know, it's really sad. We we're really hoping that they would come to resolution because there's so many talented writers and actors that we really just want at the festival to celebrate all their hard work. So I feel really, you know, I have tons of friends that are on strike right now. And I just feel bad that they can't be here with us. We will have directors representing all the films, but you know, for opening night film, we have Toxic Avenger directed by Macon Blair. He will be there. But unfortunately, you know, we had Peter Dinklage, Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon, everyone in the movie was set to come and celebrate the world premiere. Now they can't. 
So it's changed some things, but the majority of films will have directors in attendance. We will have foreign actors and writers who aren't affected by the strike because they're not part of um, that union. But I do hope it can come to resolution and really just everyone should be getting paid fairly for all the work they do. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, hopefully there is like some resolution to come. I I do uh, want to also talk about the opening night film, uh, which was a big surprise for me. The Toxic Avenger remake. Yeah, I was not even expecting that at all. As somebody who watched like the original back in high school and all that, how's that like as an opening film like came to be? That one you always had in mind. <laughs> Yes, so Macon Blair, you know, he's a great friend of the festival. He lives here in Austin, Texas. We have been tracking this film forever. Last year, I was talking to Legendary about it. They weren't ready. Um, on the internet, there's just tons of speculation, but no real updates. So I was so excited to announce it because I knew people weren't even expecting it. Like it was on no one's radar. So it was really fun when we dropped it and everyone was like, what? You know, we got a ton of great coverage. I'll say the movie is so good. I feel like it's a perfect Fantastic Fest movie. It really like honors the original, but it updates it in such like a fun, perfect way. There's like tons of gross out scenes, tons of like comedy, really good action. Peter Dinklage is amazing in it. I mean, he's just such a phenomenal actor, but this is one that the Fantastic Fest audience is just going to have so much fun with on the big screen. Um, I love it. I'm, it's the perfect opening night film. Yeah, it definitely uh, took me by surprise because at first glance, I thought it was just like the 4K restoration. And then I just started reading yeah. into it and I had remembered like just rumors about it, that there is a remake coming, but no word. So definitely do agree. It just definitely has that fantastic fest vibe to it. And I'm excited for it. You'll like it. It's it's going to be a crowd pleaser for sure. And also at fantastic fest last year was actually our first time going and definitely a completely different festival from what I was expecting. Just like the amount of activities that there is to do besides also just watching the films and I think one of the big parts about it is this like community sense to it that it has as well in comparison to other festivals. So for this year, like, was there like more of that wanting to have those uh, activities, more of that building that community as well? Yeah. So our community is so important. You know, this is our 18th year and we have people who have been attending the festival since the very beginning, which is amazing. I don't think there's a ton of other festivals that can say like, hey, we have attendees coming every single year, not because they work in the industry, but just because they're such big fans. So it is really important for us to, you know, have lots of fun things for people to do, to take a break from the movies. Some people will watch, you know, a movie every round, yeah. five movies a day, every single day. Um, I bow down to them, but a lot of people need a little bit of a break. So in the highball this year, we're going to have a really fun horror themed drag show uh, that's curated by Louisiana Purchase. She's a drag queen here in Austin that we love. We're going to have a lot of different podcasts, like we'll have the King cast. They'll have a special guest. We'll have Malton on movies. Um, him and Jesse Malton are going to be interviewing Malcolm McDowell. Um, so that's going to be a really fun, interesting conversation. Um, we'll have live band karaoke. Just lots of things, you know, where it's like, 
if you need a break from movies, you can come be social, do something different, mix it up. Uh, and yeah, it's really just fun. We like to plan all the movies are fun, but the events are just as fun. I was looking through the schedule and just like the amount of activities is just like everything just sounded like a go to. That's what made it even harder to like choose. Do I want to watch this movie or do I want to go experience this? So I, I definitely think that's yeah. a, a good thing, though. We try and have a mix. Like We're doing a Dungeons and Dragons this year. I don't know. The, the team just has so many ideas. So we did pack in a lot of events for sure this year. And with the uh, festival just taking place at the Alamo South Lamar, and I know the renovations were going on and everything. So how, how do you think like the renovations like amplify the festival a little bit more now? Well, it's really nice because now we have a whole extra theater. And so in that theater, we're going to be hosting our podcasts. So it will be a really nice, like, intimate experience. They used to be in the highball. And so it's pretty loud and chaotic. So now we'll have the podcast in their own designated theater. Um, you know, we are losing that lobby, but we still have the highball. We're going to have the entire front of the theater totally tinted off um, with some temperature control. I think it's going to be, people are going to be pleasantly surprised. We have all new seats, which are so comfortable. Our uh, sound and visuals are all totally updated. So we've always had an amazing uh, projection, but now it's just like the experience is going to be even better. I think people are going to be really excited to see uh, South Lamar in all of its glory. Yeah, I think so for sure, especially because I was reading about the seats being more cushiony all of that as well a little bit more space as well like yeah the seats are nice <laughs> they're really nice and and i think all of that added just with uh the way the alamo is especially um with theater etiquette and all of that it's like just like the best experience to watch a movie for sure yeah i'm spoiled i don't really like to go to other theaters here in town i'll go to the austin film society because i feel like people who go there kind of they're passionate movie lovers too. They're not being rude. And then the Alamo. But if I go to any other theater, I'm like, people are on their phones or the projection is off or the sound is off. And it's just like, I'm spoiled. We're the best. <laughs> Especially lately, recently, it's it's gotten a little bit more worse on other theaters, especially with the texting, the talking and everything. But every time we go to the Alamo, it's just like the best experience for sure. Well, everyone who works at Alamo is just like a movie fan first. So just creating that experience is so important to them. And that's why, you know, Fantastic Fest being part of the Alamo Draft House, it's just a perfect fit because our fans are very passionate about movies. And, you know, the projection better be right. No one better be talking. It has to be 100%. Always get that, especially last year at Fantastic Fest. Every single screening was just, you were able to enjoy it like 100%. That's good to hear. That's what we want. <laughs> One of my final questions is if you had to give like three recommendations of movies that you would think are important to you for everybody to watch, which would those three be? I mean, I'm a huge uh, Verhoeven fan. So anything Paul Verhoeven, but Showgirls is a must watch for everyone all the time. I really like Lynn Ramsey. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Tilda Swinton is phenomenal in that movie. I just think that's like a yeah. perfect movie. It's so disturbing, but just like everything about it, visually amazing, the acting amazing. Lynn Ramsey is just an amazing director. And, ooh, this is hard. 
Um, I love so many movies. Uh, I'm going to go with a, oh God, don't do this to me. <laughs> Mike, well, I'll go with old school, uh, Robert Altman. I love three women. That's not a genre movie, uh, but he's, you know, he's just the best. So if you haven't seen three women, it's been out a few decades, catch up on that one. Those movies are a good range. Showgirls definitely, I think, has started to see better light now from everybody. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I was at the dentist the other day, and he's like, "What's your favorite movie?" <laughs> and uh, we talked about Showgirls extensively, and I convinced him to give another watch. So you know, I did my duty. It's uh, it's a fun movie. I don't know. Verhoeven is just he doesn't make bad movies. Period. Yeah, I think you gotta love that it just goes and takes those swings. Yes, sure. that's what I like. I like a polarizing movie. You know, it's I don't like a middle of the road. Anyone could watch it and feel whatever about it. It's like I like movies where people like love them or hate them, uh, and I like to have a healthy debate about them too. So, yeah, I think that's that's what it's all about. Especially um, any art, especially film, is just creating that conversation at the end of the day. For sure. Um, and we have a lot of movies at Fantastic Fest that are going to cause a lot of conversations. Um, nothing middle of the road. Our movies take big swings. Um, really inventive, really crazy, really wild. So I'm excited to hear what people think this year. We're excited to also check them out and just see what's happening. Because like I said last year, a lot of the films we watched there just became some of our instant favorites. Uh, like Holy Spider, The Five Devils, to name a few of them. Ugh. The Five Devils, one of my favorite movies of last year, just gorgeous, amazing. And that's kind of a, you know, that's a real fantastic fest type of movie because it really treads the line between, you know, straight art house and genre. It has that time travel stuff. I don't know. I just, that's a great movie. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the things like that movie and other movies as well just took us by surprise of like what we're expecting to watch and then it completely like takes another turn and it just becomes something else that you just love even though you weren't expecting it at all. Yeah, I, I like that too. I hate when you're watching a movie and you can just be like, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. But also some big surprises came out last year, I think from Fantastic Fist with Smile and Terrified 2 just becoming these huge movies in the box office and all of that. Yeah. Uh, Smile was really interesting uh, because we had the world premiere. We loved the movie. We just thought, wow, this is like an amazing first feature. It's so freaky. Um, but we had no idea that our launch was going to kick off that crazy theatrical run. Um, and we're just really proud that we were able to world premiere Smile. When I first saw it, I, I just thought it was like so different as well. And I knew it was going to be pretty popular with people, but I'd didn't expect the run it had for sure as well. Yeah, it was crazy. Another kind of breakout was the menu. Um, that one just blew up at Alamo too. It, it, I think it was one of our top performing movies of last year after the festival. So yeah, you never know what people are going to really latch on to out of the fest. I'm interested to see what the sleeper hits are going to be this year. Yeah, I'm interested to see that as well. Like, because I think that's like, really good lineup honestly just from uh reading all the uh, films that were chosen and just 
it was so hard to choose. So I'm definitely expecting some uh, big ones to come out of this as well. Yeah, well, let me know what you liked the best after the festival. I'm curious to hear. Yeah, I definitely will do that for sure. My final like question for you is, what's something that you want everybody, like when you curated this whole uh, with your team, the films for this year, what's something you want everybody to take home after the festival? I really just want everyone to know that Fantastic Fest is a really small, dedicated team of movie lovers who every single thing we do throughout the festival, we have you know our audience and our filmmakers' enjoyment in mind. And we just want to make the best, most welcoming experience for everyone. And we hope that people who've been coming, you know, if you've been coming 18 years, 10 years, five years, or it's your first time, we want you to come away going, this was the best year ever. Uh, every year we're trying to outdo ourselves, make it even better than before. And yeah, I just want the audience to be able to walk into the Alamo, feel totally at home, feel totally comfortable, and just have a wonderful time of the festival. Me going last year for the first time, I was ready to go already this year, so. Think people That's so watch. great to hear. Fantastic Fest is going to run from September 21st, opening with the Toxic Avenger and closing on September 28th with Totally Killer. So we're definitely excited for all of that. And want to thank you again for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course, um, I will see you at the festival. I won't be reporting live from a closet at South Lamar. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, it'd be good to see you as well. Thank you again. All right. Thank you.